Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here as we finish up this series on community, talking today about the difference between attending and assembling, attending and assembling. And so to attend means to be present. So you attend a lot of things and you're physically there, you're present. To gather is what we talked about last week. I'll recap that with you in just a second. But to gather means to accumulate, to amass, to pile up, right? To assemble means uh, the action of coming together or a group of people gathered together in one place for a common purpose. And so then gathering last week, we talked and learned that, that the first church gathered in temples and houses. We talked about our favorite gathering places around the community. And we understand that the temple is, is today's term for the church, right? And the houses were like a next step. Not everybody who gathered at the temple to worship went to houses to break bread and pray. And so then remember the goal of the first church gathering was two things. The destination was to be in God's presence and the, um, oh, and the expectation was what is God going to do today? Signs and wonders, God performed miracles and God added to their number daily. So the destination was God's presence. It wasn't about the place or, or how cool the place was. The expectation was not who was coming, what you were going to wear, or, or what it was like. It was, man, we want to be in the presence of God. We're two more gathered in His name. I'm there with them. And then God's going to do something special today because we're doing that. So then we need to raise our expectation. If you missed that message, make sure you go back and catch last week's message. And so then the reason for the church gathering is worship, discipleship, and evangelism. It's three things. And so then all great context for today's message. Um, but make sure you get last week's message that talks about gathering, because I'm just talking about today, the difference between assembling and attending. Gathering was last week, and this is, this is finishing off community. So then what does it take to assemble? We know that we need to be in God's presence. We talked about that last week, and we know that we uh, need God's power. Now, we get God's power, the Holy Spirit, upon our salvation. And so when we pray the prayer of salvation, we get that. And you can have His power and you can have His presence alone at your house, right? It takes God's people. It takes people to have the assembly. And so then, believers. Now, your background doesn't matter. Your past, your history, how many times you fell down, uh, how you grew up, what denomination, what your upbringing was. None of that matters when we talk about assembling. A believer is a believer, whether they stand up and sit down 17 times, whether they wear a robe, whether they play the drums, whether they, they have lights and haze, it doesn't matter. A believer is a believer. Is Jesus the center? Yes or no? That's really the question. And so then, I was in a men's group once, and I, I remember stepping in the lead for the first time. It was um, every, every culture, every color, every denomination is present, and these men were gathered, they were gathered in the name of Jesus. And I come in to lead this Bible study, and I say, hey, uh, we're going to be jumping into John, and, and we're going to go around the room here, and let's just read. And as we were reading, I lost my place in my Bible, and I don't, I don't even know what we're reading. And as I go around the room, it's all these different translations of the Bible. And I'm like, uh, wait a second. I said, hey, can, and, and for one guy in particular, his Bible was like, it was just way out there. I said, hey, uh, how long have you been reading that Bible? He said, uh, my grandpa gave this Bible to my dad, and my dad gave it to me, and, 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 I'm, and I've got my son reading it too. Not the same Bible, now just that version. 
And I said, man, I said, that's difficult, guys. I said, I lost you a few places. I said, do, do you understand that? Now, this is a sharp man, businessman, lawyer. I said, do you understand that Bible? He's like, you know, for years I kicked this Bible and threw it and punched it and hit it and slammed it. And he said, but I think this man's in his 60s. I think I'm finally getting to the place where, where I understand it. And I said, is that the same Bible you have in your son read? And he said, yeah, yeah, it is. And I said, man, guys, I said, aren't we gathering here with the sole focus of Jesus? And everybody's like, yeah. And there's this really old African-American guy. His name's Moses. And Moses says, let me tell you something. He says, what you're saying when you say your version of the Bible is better or your denomination is better or is different is my way is better than your way. It's my way is better than your way. And, and essentially, I'm better than you. What I believe and what I read is better than what you believe and what you read. And it's only a source for division. When we get caught up in the version of the Bible or the denomination, we're losing the essential part, Jesus, right? And so then to say my church is better than yours or to say my Bible is better than yours is, is, is heresy because it's not. It's the same word. It's the living word. It's the gospel. It changes people's lives. And this take from this men's study, this take is really what keeps churches from assembling. It's what keeps people from assembling, coming together. This keeps the body separated, the body of believers. We see the best example of assembling in Acts 2.44. It says, all believers were together and they had everything in common. Together, everything in common. And the reality is, regardless of denomination or your past or um, what brought you to this place today, every human being on the face of the earth is, God, is God's people. You were created by Him, right? And so then when God's people assemble in His presence, with His power, great things happen. We said in Acts 2.47, it it, it's been playing out here at the Grove for the past eight weeks. And here's what it says, The Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. We've seen 49 new people come through the doors over the past eight weeks here. 32 of them have taken a notebook. 23 of them have received a Bible. It's huge. 19 of them have prayed to receive Jesus. 19 salvations. Heaven's number has been added to. And one of them has gotten plugged into serve right here. It's amazing. God does amazing things when we assemble in his power and in his presence, when we invite him in. And so then assembling is not attending, though. And assembling is not gathering. Assembling is what my kids have done to this sweet Lego house right here, right? And everybody who's here today got a piece of Lego. And if you want to jump in with us, you can. Just grab a piece of Lego. You can grab a little bit of piece like this or something. But this is what assembly looks like if I had to show it to you in person, right? And for a lot of us, we just believe that, that when we gather, the gathering and the assembly is correct. And, this, and the core scripture I'm going to share today it says both. And so there's a humongous difference. And so then, if you played team sports growing up, you understand the difference between gathering and assembling, right? When you're on a team, everyone has a role, regardless of position or depth chart, right? Everyone has a responsibility for the team's success. And so then the team analogy is what? Together, everyone achieves more. How many groups of individuals win? Individual, te- individual sports are amazing. Tennis, golf, they're amazing. But man, when you get a team to come together and play together and play for each other, when they are assembled, it's hard to beat. They're hard to beat, right? This is why in basketball you see like, we're trying to get just the top five players in the league to be on the same team so we can just crush it, 
right? That happened a little while ago, a couple years back with the Golden State Warriors. And the reality is, is for a team to be successful, they must assemble. They must assemble. They must come together. What do they call one heartbeat? Better together. They have all these slang terminologies. And for the, for the church, for the big C, capital C, American, Western culture church, we must, we must assemble if we're going to fulfill the Great Commission. We must, regardless of denomination or background or, or history. And so then, Henry Ford said this. I love Henry Ford. I'm a Ford guy. He said this, coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. When you fully assemble, when you come together, that there was unity, all things in common. When you come together, that's what you see. And so how do we come together? This week in one of our team meetings, I had a whiteboard out. And if you're taking notes with me, you can do this. You can do this real quick. Just across the top of your paper, write the word attend. And then in the middle, write the word gather. And then out to the, the far right there, you can write uh, assemble. And what I want you to understand is in when we attend, people attend to connect. So if you're in this column, people attend to connect. They're connecting because they want community. They're attending because there's just a slight belief. It's this much belief to step into the presence of God and God change your life. So everybody who walks through the doors, everybody who clicks onto this message believes at least this much or, they, or you wouldn't be engaged or they wouldn't be sitting with us, right? And so then for that to be a, an actual belief, we have to be willing to be, right? We're going to come in and sit alone or with our family, with our, you know, our husband, or our kids, somebody, but we have to just sit here and be for 40 minutes or so, right? And, and the idea of attending is we're attending a building. We attend a building. Okay. Now, if you go to the middle column, you're talking about gathering. What you see with gathering is when you gather, people come to consume. We're here to learn. We want to know God more. We're consuming, right? And we gather out of relationship. We know people here. And so then we're still in the middle column, relationship. And because we gather and we're in relationship and we're learning, we experience growth. That means I believe. I believe. There's a belief coming in. When I gather, I believe. And when you gather, you're part of the body. It's not about the building. I'm going to be part of the body, okay? Now, if you go to that far right column, we're talking about assembly. Now, when we assemble, we are, we are contributing. We contribute. We go from consuming and learning. There's a belief. Now I have become, right? And so then we become. So it's we assemble. And because we're assembling, we contribute. Contributing leads to discipleship. That's us going. It's Acts 2, 42 through 47, which creates depth in our relationships and in our growth. We become rooted so that we become disciples. And now it's not just about the building with attendance and the body with the gathering. It's about being part of the movement. This is, this is big time for Christians and believers, right? And so what I want you to see, if you have those three columns, write down this. Under this side, 73% of Christians, these are people who already believe and they come to church. 73% of those people attend. They're only attenders. That's all they do. Some of them aren't even saved. They just attend, 73%. 19% of Christians believe they're part of the body. They gather, there's relationship, there's growth, and they believe. But only 19% of those people are believers. 8% of Christians are part of the movement. They actually take what we do on a weekly basis and go and take it to the community where they live. They lead it in their house. They lead it at their job, wherever. 8%. 8%. 
And so then what you need to see is when you come in and you look at yourself or you see yourself, it, the Bible tells in Psalms 92, 13, that the righteous are planted in the house of the Lord and they flourish in the courts of our God. They flourish, right? They only flourish because they're planted. And so if you think about a tree, if you think about you, you're a seed and you're called to be planted, planted in the house of God. And so if you're planted in the house of God, then you understand. But being that seed and staying a seed is only attending. Never take root. You attend every now and again. And again, this is not to, not to you know, throw stones or anything like that. When you attend, you're simply a seed. And you have to ask yourself, am I, am I planted? Am I planted in the house of God? Because what do you need to take root? To take root, you need to gather. Growth comes when you gather. So then roots start to, now I'm starting to be planted in the house of God. Instead of just attending, now I'm part of the gathering and roots are forming. Now what do you need to flourish? Assembly. Assembly. You're going to bear fruit. Flourishing means there is fruit, right? I'm thriving. That takes assembly. Now this leads to our core scripture today. It's Hebrews 10, 25. Let us not give up on assembling together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since you see the day of the Lord is coming near. If you look at this Lego house here that Oscar, Kaz, and Lanny put together, every part of this house needs each other. Needs, needs each other. So there's not, I can't pull one piece off and this house be complete. This is the model. This is all 236 pieces of the house. Each piece needs each other. So many scriptures to back that up, but we're talking about assembling today. And so then, when we come together in, in Jesus' name, we experience his presence, we get to experience his power, but together means it takes more than one. It means I can't be home alone. It takes people. And you can see it's just, um, it's, there's a, it's just God, God and I. It's just God and I and we do this. But the Bible tells us, God tells us it's not good for man to be alone. That's not the way he designed it. He says it's not good for you to be alone. And matter of fact, when you're alone, that's when the enemy attacks you. That's when the enemy attacks you. And so assembly can't happen without relationship. Assembly can't happen without community. If you've been with me the past few weeks, you understand exactly where I'm going. When we assemble, we flourish. We flourish because we become disciples. There's depth. We contribute. We become the movement that God's called us to be. So from team sports to the fire department, from every branch of the military to the local church, when we assemble, there is life. We become one. Remember the whole Bible summed up when Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. What's he saying here? He's saying, have relationship with God and people. He's saying, have community with God and people. And if you are, if you are, if you'll do that, and if you will not give up on assembling, you will flourish, right? Now, culture, social media, COVID, VR, <laughs> technology, right? Has done nothing but created separation among us, and it makes you feel alone, right? God doesn't want you to live alone. He wants you to live in community. He wants you to live assembled, assembled. Now, if you look at this sweet Lego house, if you look at this, which piece of this is the most susceptible? Which piece of the house that you see right now, which piece is one of the first ones to go? If asked to my two-year-old came and took this house right now, which one would you be like, ah, right? Which one? 
If you came to me and said, hey, Dusty, I see that. You see that orange piece inside there? Yeah, could you get that for me? Could you get that for me right in there? And, and, and can I borrow that? Now, listen, I would love to do that. I'd have to take this whole house apart to give you that piece. I'd have to take this whole house apart to give you that piece, right? And so then I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But you say, hey, hey, I need to get this little piece right here off the top of this edge right here. If I get that corner of that roof, could you, could I borrow that? Sure. Easily acceptable, most susceptible to like, to, to destruction, right? If you wanted a piece of the roof, it would be real easy. It would be really, really easy. And this is, this is the difference, right? When it comes to, when it comes to the difference between attending and assembling, you're seeing it right here. Outside or inside, which one's easier for the wolf to catch? If you're going to be under attack, which one's easier for the wolf to catch? It's the one on the edge. It's the one here or here or here with this stool, right? Maybe that door handle, this door handle, this surfboard sticking on here, right? Which one's the easiest to catch? It's the one on the edge. It's the one that only attends every now and again. It's the one that doesn't take next steps. It's the one that fails to engage in relationship. It's the one that fails to engage in community and outreach, right? It's the one who doesn't let the gospel change their life. They just come and sit. 73% of people are this way, right? It's important to assemble, to not just attend. And when we assemble, we don't want to be the ones on the fray. We don't want to be the ones on the edge. These are attenders, and they, and they have their place. But at some point, you go from an attender to a gatherer and from a gatherer to an assembler. You go, from, um, you go from a slight belief to believing to becoming, right? You go from um, just wanting to connect to consuming to contributing, right? And so then you go from wanting community to finding relationships to becoming a disciple, right? Relationship with God and with people, and so then it's important that we assemble. Why? Because we're all sheep. We're all sheep. It's what the Bible calls us. Like all sheep, we've gone astray. All of us, that's me included. We are the sheep of his pasture. And so then if you're on the edge, if you're on the fray, if you're one of the top most closest to the edge pieces, right? What should you be doing? Not, it's not to stay home. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I need in that door right there. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I need to get in there. Excuse me. If you're on the fray, you need to get right in the middle of the house. You need to get to the middle of the house. You must be in the middle of the flock, right? Because the wolf only catches the ones on the edge. We need each other. We need the body. We need, we need to be around like-minded believers, man. We must walk in agreement. We have to find people we can walk in agreement with, right? We need the relationships. You need the relationships in your room online. You need the relationships in this room. And you can say, you know what? That sounds good. That sounds a lot like gathering, though, Dusty, doesn't it? It sounds like gathering. And isn't that what we get in the gathering when we gather? And so then there is a humongous difference between attending and assembling. I think you see that today. But what's the difference between gathering and assembling? I love old Ford trucks. Love them. And for a long time, I used to have three parked at the, at the back part of my parents' house. They were behind the barn. And if I told you today, those three trucks would make one truck, by the way. And so there was just, it was just a, a plethora of old Ford truck parts, right, from 77 to 79. 
And if I told you, hey, if you're at my house, my parents' house, we were out there visiting, and I said, hey, come back here and check out my old truck, man. You're going to love this thing. And you're like, okay, cool. And, and, and you come back and you're like, I don't see an old truck. I see there's some wheels over there and you got the axle there. The transmission's in that truck. And you're going to take the bed from that truck and you want the mirrors off that one. Where's the motor? Well, the mo motor's, the motor's um, sitting in a tire over, around the corner. You would say, all I see is junk. Matter of fact, like nothing is together. Nothing is assembled. You have nothing assembled, right? And even though all the parts are there, right? Everything for one complete truck is there. It's all gathered behind the barn. It's not assembled. And an unassembled truck won't go anywhere, ever. Even if it is gathered, it won't go, right? And God told us to assemble, assemble, not just to gather. So then if you have that Lego, let's just, let's just pretend that you do. If you have that Lego, I would challenge you to do this. Take it. And your Lego might be your favorite color, right? And it might not be. But let's pretend that, that the Lego that you have, the Lego that you hold, people in this room are holding Legos. The Lego that you hold is a brick. It's a brick. Now, if it is a brick, okay, let me hold this up here. If each Lego that you have is a brick and you're holding that brick, that brick has worth, right? From 75 cents to cheap brick to $5 for antique brick, right? You could pay up to 25 bucks for a brick, I think. So it has worth, it has value, right? There's, it has strength, it's heavy. You could do some damage with that brick, right? It has beauty, it has character. Each one of those bricks is super important, right? And if everybody here took their brick and we all put them together, what you would get is strength, right? You'd get unity. The beauty would get better. The worth would get better. The strength would get better. Everything increases when we put all of our bricks together. And when you put all the bricks together, guess what you have? You have a house. That's assembly. A house is where a place where someone can dwell. It's where you can meet with people. It's where you can meet with someone. It's where you can speak with someone. It's a place where you can build relationships. It's a place where you can build and be a part of a community. When we assemble together, we're unified. It says they had all things in common. They were together and shared everything. They had all things in common. And when we assemble, we are one in worship. We sing with one voice. Many of us, but we're assembled. We're together one voice. Nothing beats, nothing beats that. When we pray, we're walking in agreement. It's one prayer and everybody is agreed. We're assembled in that. We're assembled in our belief when we step into the gathering. We're assembled. And when we assemble, we not only spur each other on to good works, but the Bible says that we sharpen each other if we assemble. So then Hebrews 10.25 says, Let us not give up on assembling together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more. Since you see the day of the Lord is coming near and near. What's that mean? Our assembling shouldn't be decreasing right now. It should be increasing because the day of the Lord is near. It's approaching. So then we should be coming together. We should be gathering. We should be assembling more. We should be assembling more. This is real community. And real community takes real relationships. So then, to wrap up the community series, we gather in community, we grow in relationship, and we go as disciples. This is our why. It's rooted 
in Acts chapter 2. And God tells us, do not neglect any of this. And the reality is this, if we do not neglect, if we do not give up on assembling, we're going to reach our houses, we're going to reach our cities, we're going to reach our communities. We're going to see God change the places that we inhabit as believers because we assemble. And then when people step into your house or into your office or into your church, they're going to feel real community because there's real relationship and you brought them. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the fact that I get to share the message of assembly today. Thank you, Lord, for your love, for your grace, for your power, Lord, for your mercy that covers us. Lord, thank you for helping people take steps today and understanding how important it is that we come together, that we assemble. Lord, help those who need to take a next step today do that. Give them boldness and confidence to do so. And I pray these things all in Jesus' name. Now, if that's you and you need to take your next step, you need to pray to receive Jesus, you need to reestablish a relationship, and I would love to pray with you, you can email me, dusty at dustyotis.com. Dusty at dustyotis.com. I would love to walk with you and to talk with you, get you a Bible and a notebook, pray. It's just a conversation. Just let me know. I would love to be there for you. Do not miss that today. If you're not part of a gathering or you are part of a gathering, get to church. Get to church. Get back to church. Get with the people. Start assembling. And don't sit on the fray. Don't be a loner. Don't go every now and again. Get to the middle. Get to the middle of the flock. Today's message spoke to you. I just ask that you share it. Pass it along. Somebody that you know needs to hear it, needs to understand the importance of why we assemble. Now I'm going to dismiss you. This is out of Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. This is Paul. This is what God wants for you. He says this, I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray the perception of your mind may be enlightened so you may know what is the hope of His calling and His purpose for you and the great things that He has in store for you. I hope today spoke to you. I hope it helps you. I hope that it helps you move forward in your faith. As always, I'm always here. If you need anything, please let me know. Hope you have a great week. See ya. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public service men and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. So go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.